Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Acts chapter 2. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. This is God's word. It is the time of year for celebrations. Of course, we this morning are celebrating confirmation as five young people confirm the faith given to them in baptism. It's also a time of year for celebrating graduations, and indeed we had several uh, youth graduate high school here at Our Redeemer, and people throughout the community have been celebrating graduations. There's the other reasons to celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, there's no shortage of them. But today is indeed a birthday that should capture our attention. And that is because today is Pentecost, and Pentecost is the birthday. Well, it's your birthday. You, the church. Pentecost is the day on which, of course, the Lord God sent his Holy Spirit upon the apostles and sent them forth to deliver the gospel to all nations. And on that day, that coming of the Holy Spirit was accompanied with all sorts of wonderful signs, a rushing wind, tongues of fire appearing on the heads of the apostles, and of course, them speaking in different languages so that everyone there in Jerusalem that day could understand what was being said. It was indeed a day of special signs and wonders. But it all had a purpose. And that's in the verse that I read to you, verse 11. These people of all different backgrounds who were there to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, they all said, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. The whole point of the giving of the Spirit, the point of the tongues of fire, of the wind, of the different languages, was that the apostles would tell the mighty works of God. And that the telling of those works would be heard. That is why the church was born. That is why the Spirit is given to the church. So the church might declare the mighty works of God. That begs the question, what are the mighty works of God? Indeed, Holy Scripture is filled with all sorts of mighty things that God has done. Him mixing up the languages of the people at Babel, as we heard in our Old Testament reading. His creation of heaven and earth by means of his word. The flood which wiped clean the earth and yet rescued Noah and his family. The deliverance of Israel from Egypt and the plagues that were performed. The law given on Mount Sinai. The manna in the wilderness. There's no shortage of impressive, mighty things that God has done. And indeed, the church is to talk about all of them. But there's something specific that the apostles have in mind when they tell the mighty works of God in Acts chapter 2. It's not just that God has done wonderful things. Indeed, he has. It's not just that God has shown his power. Indeed, he has. 
to figure out what the apostles were all about telling, what mighty works they were proclaiming. All you need to do is read the rest of the book of Acts. All you need to do is read a couple more chapters of the book of Acts and it becomes clear. Peter, just a few verses after our reading in his sermon to the people gathered there on Pentecost, he says, This Jesus, God raised up. And of that, we are all witnesses. You go into chapter 3 and Peter again tells those gathered that day, You killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. Go to chapter 4, the priests and the, the captain of the temple and the Sadducees, they were all annoyed because it says... They were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. And then later on in chapter 4, after healing a man who was crippled, Peter says, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. What are the mighty works of God? that the apostles told that day on Pentecost to the crowds gathered in Jerusalem, they proclaimed the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. They proclaimed Easter. Today in the church, we do celebrate Pentecost. It is the 50th day of Easter. The word Pentecost just means 50 but it's the 50th day of Easter. And even though we've changed the colors in the church to red instead of white like we've had for the last 49 days, Pentecost is really just the continuation of Easter. Pentecost really is just there to show us that Easter continues on. That Holy Spirit that God sent out to his apostles that spirit was sent for a purpose so that the church would tell the mighty works of God. So the church would tell that Christ Jesus is raised from the dead. Now, we need to be mindful on this Pentecost day. As the seasons change, as we go from the spring when we celebrate Easter into summer, and summer turns into fall and we turn to the different seasons, not just of the earth and the, 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 the weather, but the different seasons of the church. We'll continue that cycle again. We'll go through the green season, which we'll have here in church starting in two weeks where everything will be green here in the church. And then we'll get to Thanksgiving and we'll have Advent and then we'll do Christmas and Christmas into Epiphany, and then Lent and Easter all over again. That's our calendar in the church. Now, every different season has its different focus. But in all of it, the church needs to hold one thing above all others, and that is that Christ Jesus is raised from the dead. Jesus is risen. Thanks be to God. Mark, do we need someone up here? Okay. All right. Do you need anything? Can I get someone up here? Okay. Thank you.
Christ Jesus is raised from the dead. And this is our news, our message that we proclaim in every season. She okay? Thank you. Dear church, in the middle of every season, in every time, in every circumstance, know your Lord Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Thanks be to God. I think she's okay. We're gonna, I'm going to try and continue on with the sermon. I apologize. So, okay. The mighty works of God that we are to proclaim are that Jesus Christ lives. And that's why the church does what it does. It's why we gather. It's why we hear the word. It's why we receive the sacrament. That's why we teach our children. Um, I apologize, everyone. Um, I think it's understandable, though. Can we pray? Real quickly for Amy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, look upon your servant Amy. We know that you are with her and care for her. Keep her and watch over her. And be Lord over all things. We give thanks that your love for her is great and mighty and powerful, that your son Jesus has redeemed her and all of us. We ask your help and your promise and your hope now through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> the church is to tell of Jesus Christ from its very beginning, from its very birth. That's what the church does. It tells of Jesus risen from the dead. And every one of you here is here because the church has told of Jesus risen from the dead. There's not a one of us that has not come to faith in Christ without having heard that word, without the church having told it. And that's really what our confirmations are all about, that we've told the children of Jesus Christ and that they now are prepared to tell it themselves to those they meet. And that's what they're actually being asked to do today, to continue to tell the mighty works of God in their words and in their actions. Now, that can be an intimidating thing to do. Not many of us picture ourselves as evangelists capable of speaking, capable of telling of Jesus to others. But I want you all to consider that often the greatest way you speak is not with your words, but with your actions with your priorities. The greatest way you can tell the works of God, that you can proclaim Jesus risen from the dead, is by being right here. Hearing the word, receiving the gifts. Because when you receive these gifts that God gives to you in Christ who's risen from the dead, you can't help but talk about them. I've told the story before about the one Christmas when my mom and dad got me the best and greatest transformer that there was. 
must have been about 10 years old at the time, about the age that these guys were when they started confirmation. And I had no idea I would get it. You know what I did for about three weeks after getting it? I told everyone I saw about it because it was the coolest, most awesome gift that a 10-year-old boy could receive, at least in my mind. When you receive a gift, you speak, you talk. So go where the gifts are found for you. Go where Christ is raised from the dead and he's there for you. Zeta and Jesse and Jacob and Annalise and Lily continue to hear of Jesus and receive Jesus here where he's given for you, where he's risen from the dead. And when you receive those gifts, you will not be able to help but tell of those gifts, to tell the mighty works of God as the church has always done. Dear friends in Christ, God, equip us and help us to speak of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who's risen from the dead, and to receive the blessings he gives us today and always. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with the offertory on page 192 of your hymnal. Could you please stand?